Hello everyone, welcome to part two of What's Wrong with the Quarantine. As with part one, I am not going to be screaming my profane catchphrase into the mic because I want everybody to listen. I'm also not going to be doing my angry shtick because I want everybody to listen. But if you are listening to this and you understood what I said in part one, please continue to listen to this. If you are listening to this and skipped part one, I hope that you will understand this phrase I'm about to repeat because it's a summary of all of part one. And if you don't, I want you to go back and listen to part one. It's 20 minutes, but it's well worth your time. If you listen to a little bit of part one and understood what I'm saying, good. You know, just as long as you understand what I'm saying. If you listen to part one and are angry or you didn't want to listen and don't want to understand what I'm saying from, from part one, you will not understand part two. Just what can I say? If, if you, Thank you for listening uh, because apparently you're devoting your life to listening to a podcast where you want to be angry with me and you want to argue with me and uh, I'm not intentionally trying to take your life away from you. You're making that choice. The summary of part one is in general with doctors who are quantifiably good at their job. Trust a doctor medical doctor to understand their medical profession such as a biologist understanding viruses trust them to understand you know, specifically virologists or biologists or the average doctor who knows about viruses trust that doctor to understand how viruses function Trust them to understand how viruses spread themselves. Do not trust them to understand how people spread the viruses. And like I said, that's a lot to take in. If you didn't listen to my first episode, go back and listen to it now. Unless you understand what I'm saying, in which case go ahead. I'm assuming you understood and you're processing it and you're, you're going on. Let's talk about the quarantine and why it's an absolute failure. Let's also talk about Italy. And let's also talk about China. All of these, oh, South Korea. I'm going to hit you up with something else. Trust Italians to be Italians. Trust the Chinese to be Chinese. At least I'm talking about from a governmental standpoint, trust the Chinese government to be the Chinese government. I should make that distinction. Trust the Italian people to be, behave as Italian people do. I say that as an Italian. The South Koreans understood this. China 
lies. They have been lying since Mao Zedong tricked the Dalai Lama into believing he wasn't going to butcher Buddhists and completely and totally oppress the nation when he was taking over the country. China has stepped down a little bit since then, but it was a multi-decade process of China not lying as much as they used to. We're talking about a country that directly funded and supplied soldiers to North Korea and North Vietnam. When I say North Vietnam, then it became all of communist Vietnam. This is not a country that has been open. This is a country that also had Tiananmen Square. This is also a country that has been trying to oppress other independent nations. This is a country that had designs on taking over Japan in retaliation for what Japan did to them prior to and throughout World War II. In order to understand that, you have to understand that the Japanese killed millions more than Nazi Germany. Something people don't really fathom. And uh, it's, uh, it's a lot to take in. You're talking about millions of people wiped off the face of the earth. And you can visualize it with the Germans because they took pictures. The vast majority of the Japanese destruction of China was not recorded until after. So you have the before recordings and the after recordings. And that's that contributes to a lack of understanding the level of pain that was caused to a country which was capitalized by another master, a totalitarian master, who wanted to inflict pain on others. So he tapped into that and amplified it on the world, as well as amplifying it on itself in order to maintain that control. This is where social anthropology and uh, runs to, and history, social history, directly butts heads with medical behavior and medical knowledge. Because you had a Chinese official, members of the Chinese government, taking a more active role in the World Health Organization under extreme 
international protest that said, listen, the Chinese don't even allow their people to see recordings, let alone spread newsprint or written records of what happened in Tiananmen Square because they feel it diminishes their national image. You have secret prisons. You have biological museums where people who died in prison had their bodies stripped of their skin and turned into taxidermied statues for quote-unquote medical purposes. Even though some of these statues are in they look as if they were in positions of torture. You have this country taking an active role in a leading medical organization designed for pure transparency. They're not going to be transparent about anything. They're going to cover their tracks. And when they are caught covering their tracks, they will then say, oh, we only lied a little to try and keep covering their tracks. The U.S. intelligence report from November has confirmed this. It was released by CNN in this past week. I believe it was... April 11th, or that was when I read it. I, I, I don't know if it happened, be, it was released before or on that date. I think it was, I think it was like April 11th. Um, CNN report, I don't have it in front of me. U.S. Uh, intelligence reports this new virus sweeping the Wuhan region. Hundreds are sick. World Health Organization, that was in November. World Health Organization claimed only about 36 confirmed cases. Because it's being, that region is being monitored and the, the information processed by Chinese government officials, former and present, communicating and working within, communicating with and also working within the World Health Organization. You also have the World Health Organization giving inaccurate and false data as late as February 3rd, admonishing countries for considering travel bans, claiming that the travel bans are racist, in essence is what they were alluding to, punishing other countries and poor people who were traveling just for their regional location. This was as people were already dying in Italy. The World Health Organization and China participated in a lie and what can only be described as medical malpractice on a level that has endangered nations, not just themselves, but nations. You also have a U.S. president 
who refused to listen to the U.S. intelligence in November. You also have the Italian government, whose medical doctors and political relationship with the World Health Organization, which is so complicated, there's no way I can put it into this podcast. But the Italian government has enjoyed number number one, number two status for best health care in the world. And for years, people have felt that that was and has been a rigged position that they were being awarded, you know, plotted for by the World Health Organization. Nobody could quite understand how they could have the top one or two when there were so many people over the past few years getting sick, being left untreated, uh, random number of mysterious deaths, uh, not being placed into intensive care when they needed to be. And what it boils down to is medical doctors were just not recording cases the way they should have been. And this has been come this has become even more prevalent with how the Italian government told its people when they were coming in with severe sickness, go home, it's just a regular cold. Now, there is a small justification for this, and I'll go into that in a second. And believe me, all this leads into the quarantine issue. So Italian doctors weren't recording these cases. And I know they weren't recording these cases, as do you and the news and everyone else, because there is no active record published by any major medical body in regards to the number of people who were infected in Italy. And even now, that number is still incomplete. They have no idea how many people are going to continue to die. So their mortality rate appeared to be extremely high at first. First, it looked to be close to 10%. It looked to be close to around 6 or 7%. Now it's actually dropping down as more tests are coming in. And they're closer down to the 1% mortality rate, which is the lab-based mortality rate that was actually predicted from the start. That information is from the World Health Organization and the Center for Disease Control. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm not able to link these links directly, but I'm telling you where you can do your search to find this information. So you had the Italian doctors telling people, go home, it's just the cold. And then you have the second phase of the Italian uh, outbreak. The first was medical. The second is social. When someone gets sick in an Italian family, the entire family comes over to treat them, to make them feel well. They will also go to church if they're religious, and believe me, Italy is a very religious country. They will go to church in order to pray for good health. There is nothing wrong with that if a person takes precaution 
if they know that they are deathly ill. However, when people are told they are not deathly ill, they will not take those precautions. Once again, as late as February 3rd, the World Health's, Organiz- official orga- uh, World Health's Organization official position was that it's a serious virus, but no cause for major alarm. I'll have to find the exact wording. They addressed the mortality rate. There seemed to be a mortality rate, but it seemed to be a regular virus. No need for travel restrictions. So you have patients going, infecting other people, and, oh, well, it's just a sickness. They'll get over it. Thousands dead almost all of them at risk, elderly people, people are dying. South Korea, their medical doctors had the same information the World Health Organization had, but in the information they saw, wait a second, even with these fudged numbers from China, it appears to be a 1% mortality rate. That's about 4 maybe five times higher than the regular cold during a heavy cold season. Then you have them thinking about the social aspect. And that social aspect is never trust China. South Korea lives with the effects and continued effects of China's morality they live with China to the west and North Korea China's little progeny to the north every day they wake up with that reality that China lies and so South Korea immediately decided We're going to investigate this. And then they started producing tests to target this specific strain of COVID. Now, to the medical reason that I said I would get back to. COVID-19 is the common cold virus mutated. All common cold viruses mutate. COVID-19 is no different. It shares the communicability of the common cold. Only the way it attacks the respiratory system is similar to the common cold. Its defenses, which is what makes it so lethal, are fatty cells, fatty cell deposit that surrounds and protects the virus from incoming immune defense systems. In fact, it protects itself moderately well against cleaners that do not target grease. Clorox, almost useless. Dawn dishwashing soap, kills it in an instant. Well, that's the end of part two. Part three will be coming right up and it focuses on the quarantine. Thank you.